Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I have been thinking really hard about what I wanted to share this week with all of you. Because as I've moved forward into this new stage of my business and stage of my life that I'm stepping into, I've done so much less structuring and planning and a lot more of asking myself, what is alive right now within me? What wants to come through me? What wants to be shared? And The only thing coming through today that felt alive and very, very present was love and heartbreak and relationships. And this has been in my vortex so clearly in the past few weeks. I've had so many people asking me for advice around this topic. And it's been a really present part of my life experience in 2021. So I was wondering whether or not I wanted to share this because it's not really the direction I usually take my content and my podcast and my Instagram. I talk a lot about manifestation and I talk a lot about money and abundance and business and all the things and the fun things. But a part of my life that I tend to keep really private is my dating life, my love life. I still intend to keep it pretty private. But I'm realizing that there might be some lessons, some really, really deep lessons that, um, you know, I don't want to keep to myself. And what I have actually found is that this area of life is connected to every area of life because the way that you love and the way that you open your heart is the same way that you open up to life. It's the same way that you open up to your business. It's the same way that you open up to money. And so when we look at the patterns we have in relationships or in love or in heartbreak and grief and the way we move through those those moments in life, those experiences, it's directly related to where we feel stuck and stagnant or closed off in our business and our relationship to money and our relationship to every other area of life that we want to attract. And I've also found that going through the portal of heartbreak and grief was the most deeply awakening experience for me in my entire life. And Going through that experience, not only did it break down and shatter my own heart, but it shattered every single other area of my life that wasn't in alignment. And that is what led me into the void, (laughs) that time period of mush that I've talked about in a few podcast episodes. I actually have an entire podcast episode about the void and navigating it. If that's where you are right now in the middle of the feels, nothing feels like it's going right in your life. I recommend going back to that episode after this one. But what led me into the void was my experience with complete and utter heartbreak and grief and confusion. And and that void led me to 
the biggest up levels I've ever experienced in my life. That void led me to feeling more free and more at ease than I ever have in my entire life. That void led me to deeper realizations about manifestation and about life and reality and the truths of the universe and the truths of myself that I'm now able to share and to teach and to gift to my students and my clients on a much deeper level than I was before. So every single area of my life has been up-leveled. And I truly believe it's because of the way that I was able to surrender to that portal. And I'm going to talk more about what that looked like and felt like because I know a lot of you are experiencing endings right now. And maybe it's not the ending of a romantic relationship. Uh, maybe it's the ending of something else. And so this, this episode isn't going to be just for people who are going through heartbreak. It's for anyone who's experiencing endings in any area of their life. Uh, maybe you're experiencing death and rebirth of yourself. Maybe it's an ending of your business. Maybe it's an ending of a friendship. Maybe it's just an ending of a period of your life. Because all endings come with grief. All endings come with heartbreak. All endings come with pain. But that is life. I saw this quote the other day that said something like, if you, <laughs> if you looked at your life in a year and absolutely nothing had changed, would you be happy? Most of us would say no. We have goals, things we want to achieve, things we want to change. And yet we're so resistant to change when it shows up because change always comes with pain. Because all growth, all change, all rebirth has to come with the death of something else. It is the process of life, but it's painful. And before I get into all of this juicy stuff, I want to talk a little bit about my personal experience with love and relationships. And I want to humanize myself a little bit because I remember actually having an experience once. I was talking to an acquaintance of mine. It wasn't a good friend, just an acquaintance who knew me. And I was talking about the guy I was dating at the time and I was feeling frustrated and like I was triggered and I was feeling really jealous. I remember she looked at me and was like, Kristen, you're a spiritual leader. Why is this something you're even worried about? You shouldn't even be entertaining this. And I remember just thinking, wow, who does she think I am? Like she has this completely falsified perception of who I am. I am a fucking human being. <laughs> I am human. And yes, I am a spiritual leader and I share a lot of insightful truths with all of you and I share my life really openly and really vulnerably, but I'm still a human being. I still have lessons to learn on this planet. I am not perfect and I do get triggered and I do find myself in situations that I wish I wasn't in and I don't believe that being a leader is about having the most perfect life. I think it's about the way you move through whatever shows up in your life and honoring yourself through all of it, no matter what it is, without judgment. I think that's really important in relation to every single person that you listen to in your life, whether it's a mentor or a friend or a coach or a leader or a therapist, take them off the damn pedestal. They are a human being just like you are. And no matter how someone is showing up on Instagram or on their podcast or on their YouTube channel or, or whatever platform you communicate with them, they are a flawed human being just like you. There is no such thing as someone out there who's doing all the things perfect, perfectly. Even someone who's completely embodied in everything that they're teaching still experiences triggers and difficult situations and things that feel overwhelming. No matter how enlightened you are, we are still here having a human experience. 
So I just wanted to speak on that for a moment um, because I don't want you to come at into this podcast with the perception of I have an easier time in relationships or in love than you might. That's absolutely not true. We are all human. Life is messy. Life is painful. So I want to give you a brief overview of a little bit of what my dating history has looked like, which I don't think I've ever really shared about because I've talked all about my history in business, all about my history with money and manifestation, but not my history with love and dating. So I started dating when I was 15 um, and every single relationship I've had since I was the age of 15 up until maybe last year had been extremely, extremely toxic and anxiety inducing. And I want to clarify because when I say toxic, I don't believe in toxic people. I believe in people, hurt people with a lot of unprocessed pain. And hurt people with a lot of unprocessed pain oftentimes don't know what to do with all of that pain. We're never taught what to do with the pain. We're never taught how to deal with it, how to feel it, how to transmute it, how to move it through our bodies. We are never taught any of this. And so that pain, that hurt, that repressed repressed emotions, whatever it might be, the repressed trauma, just builds up in our bodies until we begin to act out from that trauma, act out from that pain and project it on others in subconscious attempts to not have to feel our own pain because it's so overwhelming. And I hate, 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 hate the term toxic people. Like that person is toxic. There is no such thing as a toxic human being. However, I've had many, many experiences of what we would typically label toxic relationships. Relationships that brought me a lot of anxiety where I wasn't standing fully in my worth. And this is my repeating pattern for many, many, many years. And I had, I did so much inner work to work through all of this. I actually went through maybe about five years of my life, of my adult life of never, never crying, never shedding tears. And it took a lot of me working with coaches to get to a place where I was actually able to start to feel the emotions. And suddenly all of these pent up emotions from, you know, however many, 10 years of very painful, very difficult dating experiences was all moving through me at one time. And that's kind of been the past year of my experience is slowly, slowly, slowly releasing the grief from every past experience I've ever been in that I never fully grieved, that I never let myself feel. And it's because in the time period, I didn't have the capacity or the tools to be able to feel the depth of those emotions, the depth of that pain. I didn't have the capacity. And so to protect myself, I pushed it deep down inside of me. And I distracted myself from the pain with drinking, with one night stands, with partying, uh, with hopping from job to job to business to business to business for years, distraction after distraction after distraction to try to avoid everything that came up if I ever slowed down. And so I finally began to work through all of this in the past year, year or so, year, year and a half working through all of the patterns and cycles and stories I've been holding on to about myself that have been perpetuated by these cycles of relationships. I know a lot of you can probably relate of falling into the same relationship patterns over and over and over and feeling unworthy and why is this showing up for me? And 
the thing is the universe will send us the same patterns, the same people to trigger those same emotions, those same feelings until we're present with it. Until we're able to actually witness it and feel it and be present with ourselves and that emotion so we can move through it. And I found this happening recently in my dating experiences in Miami. I was dating and I had this dating experience that really triggered me. It was like someone asked me out, we made plans, and then they ended up just like disappearing, right? Ghosting me. And it completely triggered me. And I started having all this anxiety and these flashbacks to a relationship I had when I was 22, 23, which was one of the most traumatizing relationship experiences I've ever had had to go through so much therapy to even be able to begin to let that go and I was getting flashbacks of it I was like wow this person that is triggering this anxiety I've only been talking to for what maybe it was two weeks and it was triggering emotions that were coming from something much deeper and much more triggering right my relationship when I was 23 which was a much longer time period much more serious And so sometimes the grief or the anxiety or the feelings that we feel in dating or relationships aren't just related to our current situation. Someone you've known for one day can trigger emotions similar to to being with someone for years. Because if we've not fully processed or felt something, it's going to keep coming back, right? And so that experience when I was 23, I never fully processed it or allowed myself to feel it. I didn't know how, didn't have the capacity. And so I was getting triggered in my current reality, in my current situations, feeling the same emotions, getting flashbacks of it because it was ready to be witnessed, to be processed. Like I now have the capacity to be with those feelings, to hold space for myself and those emotions, to be with those past versions of myself and let her know that she is still so worthy and to heal that part of me. And so in that way, dating can be a container for really deep healing. If you're present with the experience and this means not judging however you feel because I know it's it's really easy to fall into this trap of, oh, but I shouldn't feel that way. I was only with them for a month. It was only a day. It was only a year. It was only whatever. Whatever the justification in your head is, you don't need to justify your pain. Your pain is valid. Your feelings are valid. Your grief is valid. Everything is valid and does not need to be justified in any kind of literal literal linear or logical sense. Feelings are not linear, they are not logical, and they are not literal. They just are. They are always valid. And when you allow yourself to actually be present with them, you're able to begin to release whatever the repressed emotions, trauma, feelings are that might be attracting unwanted or undesired romantic situations in your current life. And this can be unwanted patterns in your current relationship, or if you're dating, unwanted patterns in dating. It could be anything. And so something that I have actually been doing recently is I've been ending cycles and cutting energetic ties with old partners and patterns and and things that have never been fully healed, felt, or cut off. And something I actually did with a couple of past partners is I actually wrote letters, and I actually sent these letters, uh, letters, it was digital messages, But I I wrote heartfelt messages, letting them know everything I never said and forgiving them and just getting everything off my chest that I was never able to say when I was younger. And I highly recommend this practice. You don't have to send it. For me, it was a part of my closure. It was a part of my healing process was for me to send the message. And it was unbelievable, the responses that I received. 
uh, really heartfelt, compassionate, beautiful responses from these men who have completely grown and shifted and evolved in their lives as well and were able to be completely present for me and present for whatever I needed from them to completely heal and to completely let go of things that have happened five, six years ago. It was such a beautiful healing experience. But before I sent those messages, before I sent the letters, I made sure I I went through my own healing process. Because if you're going to do this, you want to do it from a place of, I don't need to receive anything back from them. I'm solely doing this as an act of self-love for myself. Because for me, when I was 22, 23, 24, 25, all those years, 21, I wasn't able to use my own voice. I didn't ever stand in my power and I didn't stand up for my own worth. And now that I have the capacity to do that, it's almost like when I imagine that version of me, you know, when you imagine a younger version of yourself, I feel so protective over her. It's like, I need to stand up for her in the ways that she wasn't able to back then. I need to show her that she is worthy of unconditional love and that I'm going to give her that love. And so for me, it was a huge step in my healing process. And as soon as I did that, I could feel the energetic ties leaving. I could feel it letting go completely. And immediately after that, the kinds of people, the kinds of men I was attracting to my reality shifted right away. It was an immediately noticeable. Because if you don't cut off energetic ties with people from your past, the energetic ties that you have will continue to attract people who are a match for that energy even if it's in a really small way and you'll continue to be triggered in the same ways that you were in the past. And I think this is a really important process of if you're going through any kind of grief in your life is realizing that sometimes the grief can feel overwhelming because it's not just from your current scenario. You want to ask yourself, is there anything else that's present or coming up for me that wants to be witnessed or heard or fully felt even it was from years ago? And I had this just intuitive download over the past few months or the past five months or so when I was going through an intense period of heartbreak where I was like, I'm not just grieving this one person. I'm not just grieving this one relationship. I am grieving for all of the times I never stood up for myself. I'm grieving for all of the times I loved and was never able to express it. I'm grieving for every single time I was ever wronged. I'm grieving for every single time I was ever hurt. I was grieving all of it. And I actually had this experience a couple weeks ago where I I got my my moon cycle. And I typically don't have really painful uh, menstrual cycles. But I woke up in the middle of the night with the most intense pain I've ever experienced. I was like on my knees begging God to take the pain away. I felt nothing like it before. And I started speaking to my womb and asking her, what is this? What, what is going on? You know, something was releasing. And the answer I got is that we're purging away all of that pain that you've been holding on to for the past 10 years. We're purging it all out right now. And it was so physically and emotionally painful. I can't even describe it in words. It was just like this enormous release of all of this stagnant pain and hurt in my body that I didn't even know was there. And over the next three days, there was like this time period of me getting triggered all the time and crying for no apparent or logical reason for the next three days. And then after that, I felt this lightness in my body that I've never felt before and this complete detachment from the grief that I've been experiencing over the 
previous months. And that's just like one small example of like pain is your portal to freedom. If you're willing to be present with it. And in that case, it was actually physical pain that came alongside with the release of the really heavy emotional pain. Now, something else I do want to point out before I continue about my journey is that every single romantic partner that you attract, that you love, is a reflection of you. And we always attract people who are a reflection as well of our level of consciousness and awareness. 100% of the time. And so it can be easy to look at our relationships or our partners and say, oh, they're so much less aware than I am. They're so much less conscious or if only they weren't doing this or doing that. But we're not looking at our own, our own process and our own responsibility within the partnership. Because every person that you attract will be a mirror to your own consciousness. And so when we're looking down upon and judging our partners, what we're actually doing is judging the parts of ourselves that we feel really deeply ashamed of or that we really deeply really deeply repress or we really don't want to look at. And so that's a really important part of the process is also having some accountability for yourself and noticing where you are demonizing other people because you don't want to look at that part of yourself. That just felt really important for me to say. Okay, so in the past year, 2021, I've experienced the highest highs and the lowest lows in my life. I experienced the deepest heartbreak I've ever experienced and also the most love and bliss and lightness and ease and flow and abundance that I've ever had in my entire life as is the polarity of life. So in 2021, I fell deeply in love with someone that I could not be with for a variety of reasons that I'm not going to get into on the podcast. The relevant information is that I fell deeply, 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 deeply in love. And I grappled with a lot of judgment around after the, the ending, when I was going through the heartbreak and the grief, and, and the reason I really didn't share a lot of it is because I was grappling with a lot of self-judgment of, I think, you know, especially as women, a lot of you can probably relate to this feeling of this pain is unjustified. You know, I, I shouldn't love them this much, or it was only, you know, a short period of time, or, you know, I shouldn't miss someone who, who wasn't good for me. There's a million different judgments that we have against our shell that we have against ourselves to convince us that our pain is not valid, but it is, it always is. And I grappled with a lot of self-judgment around why am I this heartbroken over someone that I knew I couldn't be with long term? Why am I this crushed by someone who doesn't share the same values as I do, who doesn't have the capacity to be what I'm even looking for? But at the end of the day, Heartbreak and love, it's not logical. And I do believe that every single person that we fall in love with is meant to be for us. They're all soulmates, but not every single one is meant to last. Not every single one is meant to be your forever partner, but every single one is meant to be in a certain way. And there is no time period 
or level of depth or commitment that justifies any certain level of feeling in either direction of the spectrum. And for me, it's still difficult to talk about openly because I had to move through so many belief systems and like internal conditioning I had around the idea that it's silly and it shouldn't hurt so bad and it shouldn't be such a big part of of my life and you know that work is more important and money is more important and success is more important and impacting the world is more important but what I've realized is that there is nothing more important than love nothing And it is not trivial, no matter how trivial it may seem to anyone outside of you or to you. Don't let your mind convince you that what you're feeling is trivial or what you're experiencing is trivial or what you went through is trivial or that it isn't what it felt like or that it shouldn't have been what it felt like. It's not trivial. And I think, you know, at the end of our lives, you're not going to look back and say, wow, I really wish I had worked more or I really wish I'd made more money or I really wish I had been on Instagram more. No, no. You're going to say, I wish I had loved more. I wish I had opened my heart more. I wish I had said how I felt more. I wish I spent more time with people who meant a lot to me. I wish I risked it all. I wish I didn't have walls up my entire life. That's what we're going to say because love matters more than anything at the end of the day. And so if you are experiencing grief or heartbreak or ever have, just know that love is the most important thing in our lives. It is a driving force behind everything that we say and do unconsciously, if not consciously. It is always valid. However you're feeling is always valid. And whether or not something was good for you or what you were looking for, it still hurts. Because we're humans and humans, we don't like to lose things and we don't like endings and we don't like feeling like we failed at something. And we especially don't like feeling not good enough. And endings bring up a lot of unconscious trauma around not feeling good enough, which is why heartbreak can be such a powerful portal because you get to work through and heal and love yourself through all of that and realize that your only truth is unconditional love. And I do believe that all love is eternal and unconditional. And I believe that the love you share with someone never actually goes away. And yes, our our personalities can hurt each other. Our egos can hurt each other. Our conditioning can hurt each other. Our unprocessed pain can hurt each other. But our souls only know unconditional love. And I do believe that we have soul contracts with every single person that we fall in love with, whether it's romantically or not in our lifetime. And our journeys are never truly over with them. Maybe in this lifetime, in this specific human body, like maybe my experience as Kristen in this lifetime is done with that person. But our souls will forever be intertwined because I believe that love is eternal. And our souls are and only know unconditional love. It is the ego and the conditioning of this world and what makes up our personalities that creates the pain and the heartbreak and the hurt and the feelings of unworthiness. But none of that is our truth. The feelings that it brings with it, it's all, it's all valid, but none of it is our truth. And so if you're grappling with feeling like you're losing someone, even if it's someone who's passed on, I don't believe that anyone can ever be lost. And I don't believe that love ever ends or goes away. It's simply an illusion. Loss is an illusion. We can't lose love. Love can never go away. 
It's always going to be there. The ways and the amount that we feel love in this human body in this lifetime will shift, but the love was there is eternal and will never completely disappear. And it is okay to love or miss someone that wasn't good for you or to love and miss someone that hurt you. And I also have been witnessing a lot of this in people around me and my friends and acquaintances and clients and people who have been reaching out to me on social media. Everyone wants to know how to get over the heartbreak. But on the other side of things, I see everyone judging themselves for their own heartbreak and thinking that they should be over it by now or they shouldn't be so heartbroken over this experience. And that's, I think, the big problem with this idea of trying to get over someone. Like, you cannot get over someone. There is nothing to get over. Getting over something is... Like I'm imagining like this, like this river, this like raging river of emotions and you're trying to build a bridge to just get over it to the other side, but the river is still going to be there. You can't make it disappear. Getting over it to me is repressing it, pushing the pain inside your body because you don't want to feel it, but your body shouldn't be a graveyard for pain and trauma and hurt and loss. That needs to be felt, witnessed, seen so it can be moved through your body. There is no way to get over something. Stop trying to get over it. We can only move through it. So you might be asking yourself the wrong questions. Don't ask, how do I get over this? Ask, how do I move through this? With the most grace, with the most ease, with the most compassion for myself, with the most presence and love for myself through the entire process. How do I move through? through it because getting over something is why we repeat patterns getting over something is why we perpetuate a cycle of not feeling good enough because we think we're getting over something when what we're really doing is repressing it and then it continues to come back and we continue to judge ourselves for not being over it when we feel we should be over it but how can you be over something that you've never moved through and the other thing is healing isn't linear Pain isn't linear. It comes in waves and some days you'll feel like you've completely healed. Some days you'll feel like you're quote unquote over it. And then it'll hit you like a tidal wave again out of nowhere. It's all valid. That is life. It comes in waves. And sometimes, you know, your highest self, your soul, God, universe, source knows what you can handle. And sometimes feeling all of that at once would be too much for your body to handle, for your nervous system to handle. So it comes in waves and pieces as you are ready and have the capacity to feel it, to heal it, to transmute it, to witness it, to be present with it. And it's all valid. And what I have found about grief and heartbreak you have to let it crack you open. You have to let it shatter you into a million pieces if it wants to. You cannot stop the tidal wave. You can build you can build walls to hold it off, to push it back, but it's going to get stronger and it's going to need more and more and more walls to keep it back. So those are your options. Let the tidal wave come and break you open. Let it shatter your heart. Or build up wall after wall after wall after wall. But those walls, you must be forewarned, will not only keep out 
the waves, the tidal waves of pain, but also the love and everything else that you're deeply desiring. And when we put up those walls, what happens is we think those walls are going to protect us from feeling more pain because we don't want to feel heartbroken again. We don't want to feel grief again. But what really happens is those walls will actually attract more pain and suffering to you. Or your ego will tell you that it's going to protect you, but it doesn't. It can't. And you're not going to attract more pain and suffering to you because you're deserving of more pain. But because the universe is going to send you more waves, more tidal waves to break down those walls, to crack you open. The universe, God, source wants your heart open so you can receive the love that you're worthy of in this life. But with opening comes the risk of pain. It is inevitable. To love is to risk pain. To open yourself to love is to open yourself to pain. And there is no way around it. So you can choose the numb life without the pain, but also without the love. Or you can choose the risk of letting it all in and opening your heart to everything. Which is ex- takes extreme courage and bravery. But that is where the fulfilled life lies. And... You know, I think we've been trained over the years to put walls up and to close off our hearts and wall after wall after wall, at least for me, wall after wall after wall, every time I got hurt, another wall went up and I became extremely avoidant, not even realizing I was pushing people away as a mechanism to protect myself because I didn't want to open to love if it meant opening to pain. So I closed myself. And because I was so close, I continued to attract more experiences that brought me more pain, more feelings of unworthiness, more suffering. Because the universe is trying to crack me open. The universe is trying to crack my heart open. Because that is what pain and heartbreak does to us. It cracks open and where it opens us, that's where the light comes in. That's where we're able to fully receive the divine love of God, of the universe, of source, of your highest self. of anything and anyone. And sometimes it takes that pain to open us because the depth that we're able to feel and to grieve is also the depth we're able to allow in the lightness and to allow in the love and allow in the depths of of love that all of us deeply, deeply crave. And in this way, heartbreak is a portal because it's going to break down the walls that you may have there And it's going to crack your heart open. And when your heart is cracked wide open, you can choose to surrender to it or you can build the walls back up. It's always your choice. And so I'm choosing to stay open. And because I chose to stay open, it was an excruciating few months of being open and allowing all of that pain to be felt. Not just the pain of this heartbreak and the grief of the ending of this relationship and experience and love, but also the grief of every hurt and pain I've never allowed myself to feel because I didn't stay open. I said, no, I closed myself off and I put up the walls and, you know, I'm so grateful for that version of me who put up all of those walls and closed herself off. She was just protecting herself. That's all she was doing. And I'm proud of her for doing the best that she could in those situations. But my best is now different than it was back then. And so I don't want to undermine this, how difficult it is, because staying open 
is not for the weak of heart. It is excruciating. But the thing about pain, when you surrender to it and when you stay open and you know that all pain has purpose, right? All pain has purpose. You don't need to know what the purpose is. Just know that your pain has purpose. And so when we know this, when we know that the universe is cracking us open to more love, that the universe is bringing us to the depths of our shadows so we can also be brought into the depths of our light. And so pain and grief can be a cathartic experience. Yes, it's always going to feel sad and and dense and heavy and difficult, but there can also be a sense of freedom to it because you're letting go, you're becoming lighter every time you allow yourself to go deep into whatever is present for you. And I saw a really good example the other day talking about pain and grief and heartbreak and how, you know, it's important to be present with the pain, but not to attach yourself to it. And you can think about like holding a cup full of water. If you hold a cup full of water, you know, you can hold it here and you're fine. But if you extend your arm and hold that cup full of water for an entire day, it's going to feel extremely excruciatingly heavy. Your arm is going to feel like falling off. That's what happens when we attach ourselves to pain and it becomes our identity. So it's important when you're experiencing and being present and choosing to open that we are allowing it to move through us without getting attached to it. Because what can happen is we can be afraid to let all of it move through us because we're afraid to lose that last piece of that love or that person. And so we can unknowingly attach ourselves to the pain and the suffering and not want to let go of it. It's almost like we can become afraid of being fully healed. We can become afraid of of letting go of the heartbreak because that means letting go of that person. And sometimes it feels better to cry over someone than the thought of having no attachment to that someone. But when you have the awareness of this and you're present with it, and you hold this non-judgmental space for yourself to witness, acknowledge all of those thoughts and feelings, you can let it move through you without allowing it to become attached to you or a part of your identity. The thing about pain is that it's unavoidable in life and we close ourselves off or sometimes we don't leave relationships or we don't enter them in the first place because we're afraid of pain. Fear is anticipation of pain. That's all it is. But we fail to realize that pain is unavoidable. There's going to be pain no matter what you do, but you get to choose what kind of pain you experience. You can choose the pain of never feeling or opening yourself to love. You can choose the pain of accepting someone's breadcrumbs or someone who's only able to halfway love you because you're afraid of the pain of leaving. And so we make decisions that aren't in alignment with our highest path and our deepest love because we're afraid of pain. We anticipate the pain. But our heart is a muscle. It can take the pain. It can take the battering. It's meant to stretch. And we make this pain really big in our minds. And it's almost like we make it out to be unbearable. 
but you've survived every single day up until this point. None of it was actually unbearable. What becomes unbearable about pain is that we refuse to feel it. We push it deep, deep down until it just becomes this numbed part of us that is numbed out to life. That is unbearable pain. That's the the pain of not fully living, not being fully present in your life. If we are open completely to feeling, we can become open to life because you can survive any amount of pain and that pain can actually free you and become a portal into new levels of freedom that you never even knew existed. And that's been my process over the past few months, opening myself. How can I stay open through this? How can I stay open through this? How can I stay open through this? How can I be open to feeling everything that is here and present for me without judging it? Without trying to make myself feel better, without worrying about how long it's going to last. Because when we go straight to trying to make ourselves feel better or judging ourselves for not feeling better or thinking we should be over something, we're minimalizing ourselves. We're making ourselves smaller, taking up less space. This conditioning that so many of us have, don't be dramatic, take up less space. It wasn't that bad. What woman hasn't heard that? It's okay to take up space. It's okay to feel dramatic. It's okay to feel a lot of really intense emotions that don't make sense. And the difficult thing to do is to be present with all of it. The easy thing to do is to fill your life, to numb it all out. I used to have this habit when I was really sad. I would just start actively dating. And what I did this time is that I'm not going to date. I deleted all dating apps. I put out no intentions to go on dates until I truly felt like I had moved through the majority of the heartache. And this is something else I found. Time doesn't do the healing. Time doesn't heal all. You heal all. Love heals all. Love is the only thing that can heal. Time doesn't do anything. In time, maybe you repress that experience, that pain further and further and further. That's what a lot of like time heals all really is. People say time heals all. No. Time makes the pain feel more distant because you've pushed it even deeper inside your body where it will eventually manifest as physical illness or as other experiences in your life. Love heals all. And fully opening to that love may take time, but it's not the time that's doing the healing. It's your love, your capacity to love yourself enough to stay open, to love yourself enough to feel all of it, to love yourself enough to know that those feelings of unworthiness unworthiness are not your truth. To love yourself enough to give yourself unconditional love, unconditional space. To feel and be whatever needs to be felt and seen and heard. Even when it feels trivial. Only love heals. So are you holding space for yourself with love? Or are you leading with judgment of trying to rush the healing process of trying to get yourself on the other side already of wondering why you're not there yet or are you simply waiting waiting for time to numb the pain 
waiting for time to heal all and make it better. There's no bigger myth in the world. And then we feel incomplete and incompetent and not good enough because time passes, but the waves still come. And we wonder why we're not over it. We wonder why the pain comes back. We wonder why time didn't do its job. It's not time's job to heal us. It's not our job to heal us. It's our job to open ourselves to love as unconditionally as we possibly can and allow love to heal us. The love of ourselves, the universe, God, our souls, our friends, anything and everything. You have to open yourself to it and allow it in in order to feel that cathartic relief that's on the other side of feeling quote unquote healed. And a reminder, you haven't yet met all of the people who are going to love you. And it's easy to feel like this is my one chance and I failed at it. You can't fail at love. And however things worked out is exactly how it was meant to be. There was no other way. Because it's easy to get in our heads and say, oh, if only I had done this better or done that better or said that or expressed myself more. No. That timeline does not exist anymore. That, that was not a possibility. Or it would have happened. I believe that we have millions of timelines available to us. But I also believe that we have specific soul contracts with people. And everything works out as it is meant to be for our highest good. And the more we're able to open to the experience, the more we're able to allow in higher quality experiences that will actually give us what we're really looking for. But if you don't allow yourself to open to the experience of the grief or the heartbreak, the next one that you attract will just bring you the same lesson, the same experience, the same trigger so that you can move through it. And so no, I'm not going to give you a five-step process to get over heartbreak or to move on from your breakup or to feel better now. You don't need that. You don't need the five step process. You need to open. You need to trust yourself. You need to allow yourself to be guided and held by God, universe, source, spirit. You have everything you need within you. You don't need to outsource your own power. I do think it's important to receive mentorship and support and, you know, we're not meant to walk this path alone, but we also incarnated here for this. We didn't incarnate here for a perfect life, for just this flatlined existence. We incarnated for the roller coaster, for the polarity of life, because our capacity to feel pain is also our capacity to feel love and joy and bliss. And sometimes to feel more love and more bliss, we need to process more pain. And that's okay. We didn't come here to flatline. We didn't come here to numb. We came here to experience all of it. And there is a bliss to be found even in the depths of our pain. Because most of our suffering doesn't come from the pain itself. It comes from our resistance to the pain. Our judgments of the pain. That's where most of the suffering comes from. When you're actually open to allowing something to move through you without resistance, there's less suffering 
more presence, more just being within the experience without needing to make it anything other than what it actually is. And so that's my deepest message to you. And that's been my deepest lesson throughout this entire experience. Healing is not linear. Nothing is trivial. It's all valid no matter what. You don't need to justify your pain. The love you had is eternal. Your souls will always be intertwined. The story isn't over. It's just over maybe for this lifetime. Experience for this lifetime. It's okay to miss or love someone who you don't believe was good for you. And the biggest lesson is stay open. When you avoid pain, you avoid beauty, you avoid life, you avoid love. Stay open. Stay open, stay open, stay open, stay open. How open can you be? The more you close, the more pain and suffering you're going to attract. It's a paradox. The more open you are to the pain that is present, the less you are open to attracting in the future. Let it crack you open. The cracks are where the love can come back in. And I think it's also really important to take a look at where you're closing. Where do you close yourself off? In relationships and love and dating? In your business? In every area of your life? Don't just ask yourself, how do I stay open in love? How do I stay open in heartbreak? But how do I stay open in all areas of my life? Where is my body contracting? Where am I numbing? Where am I avoiding? Where am I repressing? Because how we love is how we do everything. And our ability to receive love is our ability to receive everything. And nothing can be received if we close ourselves. Nothing can be received if we have walls blocking our own receptivity. So if you're experiencing loss or heartbreak or a breakup, I feel you so deeply. I empathize with you so deeply. I have so much compassion for you. And just know that even if you can't see or feel it yet, there is so much love and bliss and lightness on the other side. So much. And my advice to you is to focus on building a life that you're excited about sharing with someone. And if you have a longing for a certain kind of partner, that longing is your proof that that person is already on their way for you because the desires of your heart are meant for you. And your capacity to, your capacity to feel deeply is your greatest superpower and your capacity to love deeply is your greatest superpower even if you sometimes feel like you love too much or you love too soon or you feel too much or you feel your feels are too messy no it's your superpower feeling is your superpower stay open and on the second note there is actually one more thing i wanted to touch on and that's trauma bonds and the self-development space has a bit of an obsession with trauma bonds. I see it all the time. And yes, trauma bonds are a real thing, right? Your trauma can be match a match for another person's trauma and we play out dynamics from our childhood that our inner child wants to heal or prove our worthiness within. But just because a trauma bond is present does not mean that real love, real valid love is not also present. And it doesn't mean that the trauma bonds cannot be worked through. 
it doesn't mean that the love isn't valid or that it can't be lasting. The amount of trauma present or trauma bonds, it it does not invalidate the love. And you're not less of a person for loving someone who triggers your trauma. It's human nature. And if you're in a situation that feels like it's more triggering to your trauma than it is healing or expansive or loving, what you don't need is to love the other person less. Your capacity to love deeply is your greatest superpower. What you need is to turn that capacity to love inward, to love yourself even more. Your capacity to love isn't your problem. It's your capacity to share that love with yourself. You don't need to love anyone less. You need to love yourself even more. And I shouldn't say you need to love yourself. You need to step into the love that is already present for yourself. Love is already within you. It's your divine nature. But sometimes we feel unworthy of stepping into it or realizing it or release the layers of of our own projected unworthiness that's blocking ourselves from feeling our own love. But if you take anything away from this podcast, I just want you to really know and feel that Your capacity to love is your superpower. It's not your weakness. And you don't need to love anyone any less. And it's completely okay and valid. You feel like you love someone who hurts you. Or you love someone who's not good for you. Right? This is very typical of trauma bonds. That is the pattern. We fall in love with people who play out hurtful dynamics. The love is eternal. The hurt is our personalities clashing, our egos clashing, our trauma, our conditioning clashing, our humanness. And that's okay. But you don't need to demonize yourself or your capacity for love for getting yourself there. And it's love, once again, that will save you. Love for yourself. And that is manifestation at the end of the day at the deepest level. Divine love, stepping into that capacity and that openness, having an open heart, that is attraction. That is magnetism. An open heart is magnetic and receptive. This is all related to abundance and all else that you want in your life. You become attractive and magnetic to your desires by being open, being receptive loving more without needing to receive that energetic vibration attracts everything else with ease you don't need to force your manifestations when you have an open magnetic heart because when you open yourself and you step into that capacity of love that is your divine nature you begin to attract experiences which are a match for that love with ease And I think that's all I want to say on this. Everything I've shared with you today has been my personal experience. I've gone through a roller coaster of emotions in the past five, six months. It's been an ongoing process. 
so proud of myself and where I am and what I've learned. And, you know, of course, in the midst of the heartbreak, every other area of my life was broken down and shattered and asking to be rebuilt in a more aligned way. And I'm speaking from the other side of that. I feel this lightness I've never felt in my life. And I actually have been having dreams recently. I've had multiple dreams uh, of me being pregnant, giving birth. I've had a daughter come to me in my dream. She told me her name in my most recent dream. So I don't know if I'm ready to share what that name is. I don't think so. Um, but I had a soul come to me in my dream as my daughter and share her name with me. I know that she is here guiding me, helping to bring me closer to her father. <sighs> Full body chills when I say that. And that's something else I do believe that any children that we are destined to have, we have soul contracts with them. If they are meant to come through in this lifetime or another lifetime or they're from a past lifetime, it doesn't matter. We have soul contracts and you can communicate with them. And this particular soul has been coming to me in my dreams, showing me that she is ready. Maybe it will be in this time, maybe it won't, but it's been really beautiful to see after all of this letting go and deep feeling and moving through heartbreak, connecting to this kind of divine love, right? This soul who just has unconditional love for me. And I've been feeling in the past few weeks, the dream space has been really, really present, really real. Uh, I've heard this from a lot of you as well. A lot of us are receiving a lot of healing, quantum healing and downloads in our dreams. I do believe that in our dream state, we receive a lot of healing and support from ancestors, from God, source, universe, your own self, highest self any souls that are supporting you or guiding you along this journey. So the dream state has been really, really present for me. I've been receiving lots of downloads in my dreams. That was just one that felt present to this particular episode. I hope that this served you. This felt very vulnerable for me to record just because it's everything I've shared with you has been my present experience over the past few months. Or really, you know, June, July, August, September. But this is also, I was sharing with my mastermind queens the other day how my podcast is an act of devotion for me. It's an act of self-love. I don't share things on here because I think it's going to change the world. I do it because my self-expression, my authentic, vulnerable self-expression is a gift to myself. I get to show myself that I'm unconditionally worthy of love to and from myself, even when I feel my messiest. Even when I'm sharing things that feel deeply messy and deeply vulnerable, that's when I get to give myself all of this juicy, unconditional love. So if you made it this far, thanks for listening. I love and appreciate you. Your grief is a portal. Your pain has purpose. Your, all of your love is valid. It's your superpower. I believe in you. Stay open. And with all of that said, if this podcast spoke to you, I love it when you guys share and tag me so I can reshare. Uh, it means the world to me when you guys leave me honest reviews on iTunes. It makes me cry if you feel called to. I deeply, deeply appreciate every one of you who has ever taken the time to leave a review. And if you are wanting to work with me in any capacity, I am going to be opening another mastermind. 
And I'm going to be opening a new offering soon as well, which is yet to be announced. I'm waiting it to be a full body fuck yes before I put it out there in the open, but it is in the works getting ready to be birthed right now. So keep your eyes open. And I am toying with the idea of opening a few one-on-one spaces as well uh, for really high, high level, high ticket support. So if you feel called, feel free to reach out to me. I will be sharing the offerings as soon as they're open for enrollment. And I love you. I hope you have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world. And I'll talk to you next week.